Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The Waco History Podcast is sponsored by Brotherwell Brewing on Historic Bridge Street in Waco. Welcome to the Waco History Podcast. We're going to air for you over the next few months a special series of Waco History Living Stories. Uh, these were segments that were originally aired on KWBU here in Waco. Uh, they were produced by the Institute for Oral History editor, Michelle Holland, and narrated by two fabulous narrators, uh, Louis Mazze and Kim Patterson. And so these highlight oral histories from the collection of the Institute for Oral History at Baylor University, which I direct, which has been around since 1970 and has over a thousand interviews related to Waco and McLennan County history. And we're happy to highlight those here. For many decades, the Cotton Palace was the height of entertainment for local Wacoans. Here we hear reminiscences of those who experienced the Cotton Palace. Then the night came alive with gunfire. In the late 1800s, cotton was the driving force in Waco's economy, and the city wanted to implement a fall festival to celebrate the white substance. With a newly built exposition hall, Waco held its first cotton palace in 1894, and it was a great success. The building burned shortly after the month-long event, but was rebuilt and opened again in 1910, and for two decades the cotton palace drew people from all over the state with sights and sounds galore. Helen Geltemeyer, who grew up in the Bells Hill area, describes the festival in the 1920s. And they had horse races at the Cotton Palace. Then right in the middle was the football field. Then they had all these other barns like Quorum, Mr. Quorum there on uh, Burnett, had all these horses for you to go ride them. They had motorcycle races there. Just everything they could try to do. Mr. Cheeves, C-H-E-A-V-E-S, was the manager of the Cotton Palace. The main thing is where we had fun is going in the display of all the women putting their clothes and their canning mm -hmm. in the woman's building. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And because they had these big glassed-in things where you mm -hmm. couldn't touch it. She recalls how the festival involved local school children. Because every little school would be in the Cotton Palace. Mm -hmm. At the end, we'd have all these little dances up in, in that Coliseum. Mm -hmm. See, that Coliseum wasn't little. It was big. And that mm -hmm. the stage part, they left the stage there for years mm -hmm. and then put the swimming pool there. But it was such a big thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in little dances. Our school represented Geltemeyer describes one year she and her sister attended. I'll never forget some uh, men came, Masonic men came to our house. They were visiting, and my sister and I were begging Mama to give us some money so we could go to the Cotton Palace, and these men gave us a quarter apiece, I think it was. 
Well, when we got down there at 15th and Ross, where that was one of the gates mm -hmm. close to our house, instead of on Flint and Cleveland, it's Ross, we would go through this gate to go to school and everything else. They took my quarter, our quarters, to get in, and then we didn't even have any money to ride anything. Mm -hmm. We were so defeated because we didn't have enough money. Oh, no. <laughs> Martha Emmons came to Waco in 1914 to attend Baylor and recalls her experiences at the Cotton Palace in a 1978 interview. We used to come to uh, ball games and to other things out there, and I remember one time I was with a group that sang, and I laughed that off all you want to, but just the same I was. The streetcars would stack up at that end of the line, and the Midway was the big show, you know, where you'd have, oh, the rides and all that sort of thing. And then the exhibits were in the exhibit hall, and the you know, Queen's Ball was a big feature, and, and beautiful, magnificent gowns. The Cotton Palace held its last festival in 1930 because of the depression that was ravaging the country. But Waco residents breathed new life into the tradition in 1970, and the Cotton Palace continues today as a yearly stage production that tells the history of Waco. For program transcripts or more information about the Institute for Oral History, visit us at baylor.edu slash livingstories. Thanks for listening to the Waco History Podcast. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes so we can reach more listeners. You can find show notes and info on every episode at wacohistorypodcast.com and more info on Waco's past at wacohistory.org. Our theme music, used with permission, is Cross the Brazos at Waco, performed by the late Billy Walker. For more info on Billy's music, go to billywalker.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.